welcome to the first episode in a podcast series brought to you by the International Arbitration Group at Denton's. With more than 40 partners and 120 lawyers, our group is widely recognized globally and trusted by corporations, states, and high net worth individuals for their most challenging international arbitration matters. Our session today will cover drafting tips in light of COVID-19, general changes to international arbitration practice, and remote video proceedings. I'll be your host for this episode. I'm Rachel Howie, a partner at Denton's based in the Calgary office and a co-lead for Denton's Canada Region's International Arbitration Group. Joining me today is Amy Klasner. Amy leads the dispute resolution practice in Germany. She is a U.S. trained attorney based in Germany and focuses in engineering and construction disputes. She frequently advises North American clients in relation to disputes involving European and international parties and vice versa. Thanks for speaking with me today, Amy. Thanks, Rachel. It's great to be here. So staying the obvious, we've seen a major disruption across business, including in the area of dispute resolution as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. To get us started on our topic, what are your thoughts on the immediate impacts to international arbitration? Thanks. I mean, the greatest impact is surely on pending proceedings. In the last weeks and months, we've seen a major transformation in practice with a move to increased use of virtual proceedings. But what are the longer term impacts? I'd like to talk about how these events have impacted the choice between litigation and arbitration and the drafting of the arbitration clause. In drafting contracts, we do always come back to that question of whether litigation or arbitration is better for the particular situation at hand. So has this decision uh, changed or shifted at all in light of the pandemic issues? Well, Rachel, First, I'd say we always still have to look at every single dispute individually. What are the circumstances and is litigation or arbitration a better choice for that dispute? However, what we do see is that the courts really are struggling in many jurisdictions um, under the pandemic. Um, they've shown themselves to be a little less flexible in the most cases um, in responding to the pandemic um, and also in their level of digitization. Uh, so. Perhaps the dial has shifted slightly in the direction of arbitration, at least for disputes uh, where arbitration would have otherwise been a good choice. And, and that's a good point. That frequently takes us to the next question, whether you want institutional or ad hoc proceedings for the arbitration. Uh, have you seen anything in the last few months that changed the decision-making process on that front? Yes. So institutional ad hoc, that is really the main decision. Um, it still boils down to what are you getting for your money? So for an institutional arbitration, you're paying more, but you're getting more service. And service can be important, particularly when the world is going bananas um, and you're facing the unexpected. Another example is appointing arbitrators. In an ad hoc arbitration, you're more dependent on the courts. And we've seen that the courts are struggling. Another example is video hearings. Uh, institutions have quickly developed protocols, um, but in ad hoc tribunals would be kind of more left to their own devices. But do you want to be sort of pulled into the new procedures of an institution? Um, some would say that too much is changing too quickly, and clearly in an ad hoc arbitration, parties retain more autonomy. Those are good points. I know the pace at which we've seen the institutions step up in the last few months has been truly astonishing and remarkable. Uh, the the time that they've uh, uh, the short amount of time actually that they've taken to grapple with the new situation. Uh, what about in terms of the seat 
for an arbitration. Has the COVID-19 crisis impacted the criteria on making a decision around the seat? I think it has. First of all, why do we care about the seat? Traditionally, you know, two factors play a key role. The first is cost, cost of counsel, cost of the hearing center, cost of hotels. Uh, but the second is sort of a little bit of a softer question. Is the jurisdiction arbitration friendly? What do we mean by friendly? We mean it has courts that are willing to support arbitration as kind of a branch of privatized dispute resolution. Whether it has a modern arbitration law, whether the courts are organized to, to support arbitration. So today, in light of the pandemic, we may be asking more, you know, less about that branch, but more about the tree. So does the jurisdiction itself have the infrastructure to support uh, arbitration? Is the tree strong enough and not just the branch? That's an interesting point about the hearing center because that that level of infrastructure and, and what we're facing now, it does perhaps raise some questions around the, the exact location for where you might want to hold your hearing and how those facilities are structured, wouldn't it? Absolutely. So, I mean, again, going back to the cost point, um, space is kind of another factor of cost. I don't know about you, but I've been in some very crowded hearing rooms where you know, you hardly have enough desk space to, to have your, your binders or your screens and everybody is sort of like sardines uh, in that room. That's not what you want um, in the time of social distancing. Um, and another factor is really uh, the tech support at the institutions themselves, so at the specific venue. Are there people that can easily and effectively conference in witnesses, uh, that aren't able to travel to the venue, and do they really have the, the tech support that's needed to make that run smoothly? And then lastly, but perhaps definitely not least, what about the selection of your arbitrator, where you have a choice in agreeing on the sole member of the tribunal or on a party appointed member of the tribunal? How has the crisis impacted the profile and what you might look for when selecting your arbitrator? Mm -hmm. I would always say, again, that selection of the arbitrator is probably the most important strategic decision that you'll make in the arbitration. So, but what is the profile? Traditionally and historically, parties are, are really tempted often to require, you know, decades of experience in a specific law or a specific industry or sector. Um, today, you know, arbitration is a flexible instrument, but we need in crisis, our arbitrators to be flexible too. So in lieu of experience, it may be that tech ability, cybersecurity awareness, agility um, are actually more important or equally important to longstanding experience. In particular for the president who usually bears the burden of organizing a hearing. And what about any new issues on the drafting clauses front, anything else that you think we might want to consider or parties might want to consider adding to their arbitration clauses? Well, parties who are now confronted suddenly with virtual hearings uh, may be asking themselves, should we, you know, should we write into our next clause, there shall be no virtual hearings, all hearings must be um, in person. 
Um, but query, would you really want to write into that, that into the contract? Because frankly, you never know what's going to come. Um, I would tend to advise against it. Um, but what about backup or sort of alternate seats? Um, you might consider having, you know, London be your seat, but perhaps have a backup of, of Paris or Zurich. Uh, that might be something to consider, um, just because we never know what, what's coming. So then circling back to the original question for this podcast, has anything that uh, has developed in this area in the last few months tipped the scales toward arbitration uh, when compared to litigation, uh, given the events and fallout from the pandemic? I think we have to say that arbitration simply is the more flexible instrument. Both practices have evolved quickly to cope um we do see a trend to, to localizing supply chains um but i think long term and certainly medium term globalization of international business is here to stay uh, and since arbitration remains the more flexible instrument i would say the scales perhaps have tipped slightly in favor of arbitration well thank you very much amy and thank you to everyone for listening in Benton's is a global legal practice providing client services worldwide through its member firms and affiliates. This episode is not designed to provide legal or other advice, and you should not take or refrain from taking action based on its content. Please see Denton's.com for legal notices.